You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. All right, welcome back, Telesales Beast. I got Bob Perkins. Hey, as a way of uh, getting started, Bob, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Jake, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, well, let's see. I I started um, after a, uh, a you know background in teaching school for a few years, and that wasn't quite a fit. I found my way into sales, and uh, I, I I enjoyed sales, but. Um, I, I knew I wanted to to manage. I wanted to lead other salespeople. So I moved uh, after a, a short individual contributor, moved into sales management and uh, worked for a couple companies. Mostly we had field sales. We really didn't have anything called telesales or inside sales. And after about three or four years doing that, a friend of mine called me up and said, hey, we have a telesales manager opening at a company called Unisys. And I go, well, what's telesales all about? <laughs> he goes, well, and he paused for a minute. He goes, well, it's, it's what we've been doing. It's selling, but we do it over the phone. Well, back then the internet awesome. and email was just getting going, but that started uh, what I call a business love affair uh, with, with uh, what we now call inside sales. We were called telesales at Unisys. And I think what, I really, um, the thing that got me hooked was back then telesales was viewed as something less than uh, field sales. And, and I knew that was foolishness, right? I said, sure. So I, I had my life mission for a number of years was to really prove the value of inside sales. And as I went about at Unisys Silicon Graphics, United, United Healthcare, Merrill Corporation, uh, building out and improving their inside sales. Uh, that mission stayed true. And well, here we are today. Um, interesting. We're kind of the unsung heroes uh, in a way because we've been inside sales all along. Now, guess what? Because of COVID-19, everybody is inside sales. Right. Exactly. Um, which I appreciate you sharing uh, your journey and I love to dive deep into that as well. Um, but I'm curious, the word inside sales, um, to a lot of people is different um, ways of understanding that uh, terminology. But if you would care, because I consider you the inside sales guru. I mean, after all, AAISP, which I had the pleasure of joining this year. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's dive into that. What, what is inside sales to you? Well, um, we, we, the simple definition is sales done remotely okay. or sales done virtually. Uh, that's really what it is. And the movement, which began with the, the term telesales, is really selling done via the phone, via the web, via email, and guess what? Now video. Soon it's going to be holograms. I mean, it's going to be beaming up, Scotty. I mean, it, it's no kidding. Um, and if you think about today's decision maker, right, uh, I say they've been Amazonized. Well, what do I mean Amazonized? It means Amazon, what do I do is I, I open it up, I search, I do reviews, I click and I go. And it shows up at my doorstep. 
if that is in virtual selling, right? And so decision makers expect that. So this term inside sales, we've, we've heard it called telesales. We've heard it called direct sales. We've heard it called virtual sales. Now it's remote selling is uh, trending, digital sales. It's, it's the ability to engage, connect, communicate, help, build trust, build rapport without being in person. Yeah. I mean, the exception with video, guess what? Video, I am face-to-face. -face. Right. We are face-to-face, -face, albeit many times not in the same state, sometimes not in the same country. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Um, so what have you found to be the most efficient way to, to do inside sales? Yeah, well, we, we need to take our lead from the buyer, right? It's a buyer's journey. The buyer largely today, they dictate their preferences for engagement. Some people like to talk on the phone. Uh, that could be very efficient. Some people like to chat uh, anonymously. Right. Others like an email. And guess what? A lot of them are starting to prefer texting right. and now, uh, now video. So when you say efficiently, well, uh, you want to meet the buyer on their terms. Yeah. Clearly, yeah, right? Absolutely. But but there, there's there's things you can do to really be efficient. You know, interesting. This work from home is proving to be pretty darn efficient. Uh, some some people remove two hours a day of commute. Uh, they don't necessarily have to go out to lunch. They don't have to get pulled into a meeting. They can time block uh, the way they want to time block to uh, to help be efficient. Absolutely. Now, if they'll just be mindful that their camera's still going in the middle of a Zoom meeting, I don't know if you've been seeing some of that going around. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've seen some interesting things. Uh, you know, cats jump across desks and dogs barking and kids flying in and out. It, it's kind of fun, though. It's kind of, it's kind right. of transparent and refreshing. Right. Absolutely. Um, giving us the ability to kind of... Uh, focus more on the results versus the, the time card punching the time sheet, you know? Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. And so I'm a big fan over um, results over perception. Yeah. How might you um, gauge, you know, a, an effective uh, like KPI kind of focus yeah. on the results? Like how, how do you gauge that? Well, <clears throat> I'll uh, share a story many years ago, more than I care to remember. I think it was back in, uh, 95, so 96, so it's 23, 24, 25 years ago. The big thing back then was measure the calls, measure right. the dials, measure the everything. You, you got to pick up the phone, you got to make a dial, right. right? Nothing else happens. Sales is a numbers game. Well, not so fast. Right. There's some numbers involved in selling, but there's a lot of quality. <clears throat> so I did a study and I had a group of 30 sales reps. I, I ranked them by results. You know, the top 160% of quota, all the way down to somebody at, you know, 20, 30% of quota. And then I layered on top of that number of dials and, and I did not, I can't say I got a reverse correlation, but mm. I did not get a correlation to number of dials, um, more dials equaled more revenue, right? It was sure. kind of a neutral correlation. Right. So from that moment on, I, I began to think it's suspect today. I like what you said, results. Let, let's, let's have KPIs and metrics around meaningful engagement. And it, and it might be a quality conversation. 
It might be where I, I got to the wrong person, but I got the name of a new contact or a referral. That's a positive result. It could be um, uh, uh, meeting someone for the first time and getting to a discovery call. Uh, but, but most importantly, it, it has to do with results because nothing happens. Companies don't exist unless an order is, is sold. So you got to focus on that. Uh, clearly, there are building blocks that lead up to that. Uh, but there's something that our staff researcher, uh, Dr. Richard Condi, uh, taught us uh, through some research of his own. And he said, there is a reverse correlation between operational adherence. Now, I'll, it's a big fancy term, operational <laughs> adherence. Well, what it means is, did you make the dials? Did, yeah. you, did you get to the number of connects? Did you have the right handle time? Uh, and... Uh, and performance. And he said, more autonomy. In other words, here, you go get the job done. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I won't micromanage you, but micromanage you, but you get the job done. That correlated to the higher performing reps. So we really got to be careful in this area, I think. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I agree completely. Because the individual that's doing, like you said, 160% over quota, probably doesn't have as many dollars as a person that's 20 to 30 percent to quota. He can. He's too busy writing contracts. So. Right. <laughs> exactly. Using yeah. that time more efficiently. You got it. Right. Exactly. So what would you say, you know, in your, in your research and leadership roles, what are some of the characteristics and traits of these top performers? Well, um, boy, that's a, that's a great question. It's a question that we leaders ask ourselves all the time. We debate Absolutely. it. You know, the one common thing that I've heard time and time again is kind of that um, grit, right? That, that, that sure. fire in the belly that pushes someone not to fail, pushes them to succeed. So I think there's that. Um, I, I think, you know, I think also there was a study out by a company called Koru, uh, 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 an assessment company that found that project managers actually made good salespeople. And I'm thinking, why would that be? Well, think about it. Inside sales, you gotta be, you gotta be pretty self-disciplined. You sure. gotta be, you know, uh, have good time organizational skills. So I think organizational skills uh, help in this busy, hectic, uh, world of, of virtual sales reps. So I think those are a couple there. Um, I, I do, you know, I do think um, a little bit of challenging the status quo is good. Some of the best reps I've seen out there in terms of quota performance, you know, they buck the system a little bit in, in a good way. Um, they're just not going to sit there and smile and dial and be, be a, you know, good old, uh, you know, friendly, happy employees. Sometimes they, you know, sometimes you got to buck the system and push in unconventional ways. Right. And, and you, uh, I think you nailed it. I mean, as far as like self-discipline and the organizational discipline as well, uh, you know, mm -hmm. being organized, I would say is even a discipline to say that I'm blocking out the times that I'm calling, yeah. that I'm going to be effective focusing on, you know, making these calls or introducing these people, these people, um, would you say that uh, top, produ top producers are like relationship builders as well? 
Well, yeah. And look, it really depends too on the, on the industry, the sale. Is it a, is it a long nurturing uh, sales cycle? Is it a, is it a short one or two call deal? Uh, much of it depends on that, but let, let's face it. Um, trust, um, someone who adds tremendous value because of their expertise in a particular industry or particular product to solve a solution. People love that. It, you know, we still need that consumers, whether it's a B2B a B2C, anybody that's getting a solution, they want to be taught something they, they didn't know, or they want somebody to bring to them uh, uh, solutions that maybe they hadn't even thought about. So when you find some, like, let's say you're a homeowner and you know, you've, you've used a couple different electricians or plumbers or whatever. When you find someone that really knows their stuff, you will never leave them. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, as long as they return your phone call, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 as long as they don't ghost you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So um, I would say, uh, you know, there's so many different methodologies out there. And if you had to pick a methodology um, that best suits you or, or some of the people that you've trained over the years, yeah. which methodology or methodologies might you pick if you had to, to pick? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, and there's so much good. There's many, you know, the challenger sale, the, right. um, you know, uh, uh, different, different sales programs. They're all good. Each one has its strength. I was kind of brought up on Miller Hyman, which Miller Hyman, yeah, which you know the one thing I do like uh, do like about Miller Hyman. No, it doesn't go into all the modern day selling techniques, but really the foundations of it is uh, deep discovery. I think okay. I think I think today's modern digital salesperson <clears throat> is a little weak in discovery. Um, yeah. we, we miss things. Uh, Miller Hyman was a good blueprint for finding uh, or not finding information. And if you had missing information, you knew you were a bit vulnerable. So I think, um, I think good questioning, uh, good um, transparency, good rapport building is key. And look, we know through research, uh, some of the call recording assessment apps that are out there today right. have measured this. They said yeah. there's a correlation between talking and listening that leads to performance. And the minute you start going above 55, 60% as a salesperson, performance goes down. Um, so w I, w I still feel there's a bit of an epidemic out there around uh, sales reps that like to hear themselves talk. I know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> they make great <laughs> podcast guests, but... <laughs> yeah, <right>? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on Discovery Call, I mean, I know I always wanted to be mindful of, you know, that ratio between my monologues and, and everything of me listening and then, uh, you know, being an effective listener. Yeah. Um, and asking the right questions at the right time, you know, and I think that's why I've been, I've been personally a, probably a, a fan of Sandler training this, uh, Miller Hyman. I don't know why, maybe it's a lost, a lost art in, uh, in our generation of sales professionals, for whatever reason, I've not heard of it. 
So I'm definitely, uh, you piqued my curiosity today to, to learn more about it. How, how do you think, you know, just Google it and um, is, are there people still teaching this? Oh yeah. Miller Hyman is still quite a, it's a huge international training company. Um, interestingly, they, they have largely stayed as a traditional field selling training and okay. they, they haven't pivoted very well. It's fundamental. Um, they, uh, they were the ones that really called out the different buying influences, the, 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 the technical buyer, the financial buyer, the coach, terms like that. Um, and, and again, I, it, it's not the end all be all, but it's a, it's, a, it's a great fundamental of how decisions are made from the buyer's perspective and how a salesperson can kind of navigate the sales cycle. Sure. Um, so it's fundamentally very good. Sandler's excellent. Uh, I, I, it's funny. I used to interview when, when I used to interview people. I, I'd hire. I could almost pick out someone that, uh, and I always role played. Right. And I had someone that did really, really good in the discovery in the role play. My guess was they were Sandler trained. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which which is a great assumption to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> Um, which is funny. I have a funny story. Um, I took my daughter to the gymnastics. Uh, I'll say PC pre-corona and I ran into a, a guy, he was talking about Toastmasters and yeah. I ran into a guy that he come to find out was a Sandler um, franchisee person out here in yeah. LA. And I, but he didn't do the three foot roll on me. I did the three foot roll on him where you're supposed to talk to whoever's within three feet of you. Oh and, yeah. Uh, so he yeah. was like, man, you, you really live by that stuff. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't like I've, I think that I've dissected through Astro Strategies 10 different methodologies that are out there. And uh, so I'm really excited to have learned. I'm glad I asked you that question uh, to learn about that, you know. Yeah. So t talk to me about AISP with, uh, you know, we said pre corona and <laughs> how have we pivoted? What, what's going on? What's, what's the latest and greatest with, uh, with this association right now? Well, here, yeah, I, this is kind of funny, uh, but it's not really funny, but, but it, it's, it's worth mentioning that. If you think about the AISP, we represent inside sales professionals, inside sales leaders, telesales, yeah. digital, virtual, remote. Absolutely. So we help advance uh, skills and the professionalism of people and leaders, individual contributors and leaders that spend all of their time selling remotely, virtually. They don't, some, some do travel, but largely inside sales reps don't travel. They never meet their contact or customer in a live face-to-face -face setting. Yes, they use video. But as a company, as an association, the ISP's business model is based on live in-person conferences. Right. That's largely what we, we've done for, you know, 11, 12 years. So now, um, pre-COVID, now we go, get into COVID-19 uh, and we had to cancel hmm. all but one of our live events. Uh, sorry, we had one early in 2020, but, and we still have a retreat for October, which, which right now is, is planned to, to happen. So we had to cancel uh, three, I think at least three very, very, uh, one, two, so actually four very large events. And we had to now pivot 100% virtual. And, um, 
it's being met with uh, welcome, open arms, and uh, excitement by our community because never have we offered as much content, uh, thought sure. leadership, right? Um, just very, very relevant and timely stuff that people can digest. And, and, you know, now that they're in the confines of their home, it's an easy way to do it. So we're, we're, we continue to provide that value. Our chapters that routinely met in person, like in an instant, they went virtual with their local chapter meeting. So if you're in Boston, you don't go to a, to a conference room to meet as a chapter, you dial in to Zoom. And, and the unintended consequences was that now somebody in California could go online and visit a Boston chapter, which they normally wouldn't. So, right. you know, th there's been some upsides. Right. Absolutely. Do you think um, after this is all said and done that a lot of these upsides would continue to be implemented? Um, like oh, you said, a great question. LA to Boston and everything. That's a really good question. I do. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I've polled leaders and they said, look, one, are you going to, are you, are your teams going to come back to a physical office? Most say yes. A few say maybe not. But then I say, is work from home going to be a more accessible option for people? They go, absolutely. Because we found it could work. We're still going to have an office, but you know, maybe Fridays are work from home days, or maybe they implement an optional work from home percentage of time for as long as folks are on performance type of thing. So I think we're absolutely going to see that. Finally, my wish that everybody has to use video. I was preaching as, as far back as six, seven years ago. Sure. You got to get on right. the video bandwagon. You got to get it. You don't know what you're missing. It is mandatory. Go turn your camera on. You got to look in someone's eyes if you have the ability to do that. Of course, some people still don't. You know, some uh, prospects and, and, and clients prefer not to turn the camera on. Fine. When I meet with someone and they call in or turn the camera off, mine stays on. They see me whether, you know, we're, unless we're, they whether yeah. have theirs on or not, yours is on. Yeah. Because studies yeah. have shown that uh, serotonin is released when you, when you make eye to eye connection. Right. Uh, and, and that's a, uh, that's a feel good, uh, empathy, trust. It warms up the thing. So I, you know, look at the new normal. The new normal is 90% of the people are using video, some more work from home flexibility, less commute, less spending money on gas, less pollution, you know, less going out and spending money to eat lunch, which right. can, and, and there's, there's a study out saying that, I don't know, something like $1,100 somebody can say, say, oh, wow, I believe work from home. Now, you know, work from home isn't for everybody. And some people don't have the best setup at home. I get it. Right. But I think you're going to see uh, more options around it in the future for sure. Yeah. I mean, either $1,100 or 1,100 calories, you can save one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Have a salad, uh, a leftover salad instead of a Five Guys burger and fries. Although I love Five Guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, you have an In-N-Out burger there too in, in Arizona. In-N-Out's a quick thing, but if I really want a good one, I go to Five Guys. <laughs> five Guys? Oh, wow. Uh, we had those. I'm originally from Kentucky. We had those back in my tri-state area. But, you know, when I come out here and moved to California a year yeah. ago, um, 
I didn't ever have an in and out burger. Didn't know what that was. Yeah, <laughs> and now my 18 year old son, I think that's about all he gets excited for anymore. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> he graduated. He said, now can we go to in and out burger? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um, uh, it's been awesome uh, jamming with you today. I'm, I'm glad that we connected on LinkedIn. And if somebody wanted to be of service to AISP, um, how, how would they go about uh, being of service uh, to the association. Wow, we have a lot of uh, we we um, we call it give back hashtag give back. It's a way that someone can use their knowledge and experience and skills to help others. Uh, we we are always in need of chapter volunteers. You could be a chapter president. You can be a chapter officer. Um, we have a mentor program which is volunteer. Uh, we're always short of mentors. So if you, uh, and, and protégés will come in and say, Hey, I'm looking to learn this, this, and that, and here's my situation. I'm looking for a mentor. So you can do that to help out. You can uh, get out to a chapter meeting and just, you know, be an attendee and, and, and voice your opinion and, and share, uh, share and learn and network things like that. So there's a, you can submit a, a white paper, or a PowerPoint or best practice to our knowledge center. Typically we accept most of the uh, things that get sent in. And um, you know, you can come on to uh, much like you brought me on your podcast. You can uh, raise your hand and say, Hey, I have a topic I'd love to share with the community and come on my uh, inside sales studio, Monday morning sales minute, just like you did Jake last yeah. week. So sure. Yeah. Awesome. There's a lot of ways that individuals can uh, be of service. Uh, from leadership, the individual contributor, there's a lot that you all offer. And uh, if somebody wanted to, to get signed up or connect with you, how can they, they find AISP and how can they connect with you? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, very simply, our website is www.aa- that little dash in the middle, <laughs> ISP. So American Association dash inside sales professionals, aa-isp.org, O-R-G. That's the best way. Uh, you can you can get to me through LinkedIn, um, and uh, we'd love to uh, we'd love to hear uh, hear from you. So awesome, yeah, yeah. If you like an introduction, I, I know he's open networker, so let me know, and I'll be happy to make an introduction on LinkedIn to Bob. Appreciate your time today. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, and thanks for having me. Visit allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. I'd love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time. This episode was off the hook.